Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Seeking Profit. I am Andrew, and I'm here with my good friend Emil. Emil, what's up, man? How have you been? Good, dude. We uh, we just passed Thanksgiving. This was actually like my first Black Friday Cyber Monday as like someone sitting on the other side of the table. So, did you did you sell a lot? Uh, so it's funny, man. It's like. I have one site that's more affiliate, has a lot more affiliate articles, like best ofs and all those. And that site like doubled in ad revenue and Amazon orders during like from Thursday, basically through yesterday, which was Cyber Monday. And then my other sites that are like not as affiliate, they're just info, info content. They did about the same. So, which makes sense, right? It's like, if you have yeah. buyer traffic, you're doing better. Listen, money matters through like after August, just as like a downward slope to, you know, you know, no one, no one's looking to manage their money when they're buying gifts. Everyone's like, forget the budget. Uh, but Gift Lab, it's like the exact opposite. Uh, it's like so exciting. And, and we added, I've been against display ads, like the core of my being, and we added them onto Gift Lab, lowest level. They would let you do the whole bit. Uh, and it's increased revenue by 20%, so I'm pretty happy about that. Wait, 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 wait. Did, did you just admit that you added display ads I, onto your site after being the, the dude on Twitter being like, display ads are going to die, you guys all <laughs> suck? Well, you know, I, what I realized is, one, everyone on niche, niche site Twitter uh, monetizes almost like exclusively with ads. And like, how can I possibly take like a high road or be like, trust my opinion if I haven't uh, went through it. Um, and so LMM is going to get some display ads soon. We're, we're running mm. some tests uh, and, and I'm going to let everyone know like how it affects revenue to what degree. Um, yeah. So like more holistic look at it. I, th- I think it's appropriate, right? It's about time. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually super excited because like you're right. Everyone kind of takes one path or the other. Everyone's either like, I'm all affiliate, I'm all ads, and I actually try to do a hybrid approach with all my sites. Like right now, my main site is like 20, 25% affiliate, and the rest is off ads. But I don't know why people have to like choose one or the other. I think like in combination is the best way to go personally. So it'll be fun. It's like everything in moderation, right? You don't have to look like Forbes. Like you could have space for text. Um, but you know, you could have an ad that sticks to the bottom. Then if no one looks at it, who cares? They'll still pay you for it. Um, we have something really interesting to talk about. It was like spun off of a conversation we had the other week. I think I, I was like crying to you about my SEO woes and I need like, (laughs) I don't know, a direction to go in where people will just like buy. Like I don't, don't, I'm over eyeballs. My, My content sites for that but the SaaS site you know with lasso i need buyers and you're like andrew i got you with the non-obvious seo things and i was like all right teach me live <laughs> let's do it <laughs> so you came uh, up with a list i did and I it was have, like uh, obvious versus non yeah it's like four less obvious and we'll, we'll talk about like what obvious means and like these are just things that i've done you know i, I work with a lot of SaaS businesses and these are ways that we have figured out new good keywords to go after after you've like you know blanketed the easy ones the ones that you're like 
this is totally obvious for my business that everyone, you and your competitors are all going for. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So what are some obvious ones? <clears throat> so, like everything that I go after? <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, I think this will be an, an interesting one for you to just talk about. Like I, I'm using Listen Money Matters as an example. And like, you know, a lot of people would think a term like passive income, right? Your personal finance side, talking about passive income is going to be like the holy grail. But what what happened when you got, you guys ranked really highly for passive income for a while, didn't you? Yeah. That's how I got into the game. I Googled that before a flight, found Pat Flynn, rest is history. Uh, but so then it kind of became this thing, like, obviously we have to rank for this because then I've like achieved, like, I don't know, SEO perfection. Uh, if you go back in Ahrefs, uh, like September 2019, um, and, and like about the prior six months, we were either number one or number two for passive income. And it sent a ton of traffic, uh, but it was like literal garbage. We couldn't sell anything, uh, like survey junkie was the only thing people converted for. So like a dollar a conversion after like thousands, tens of thousands of people. So um, learned volume doesn't do it. Yeah. But I wasn't running display ads then, obviously. So it was just yeah. a really sad time. Yeah, you could have just like slapped up Ad Thrive Media Vine and just like made that post rake it in a little more. Because I imagine people... The time on page is probably not bad for something like that, right? Like people are looking no. for ideas, so they're scrolling. You probably clean up with some some display ads, but at the time you're doing affiliate and you're trying to like find people who had like intent and not just a bunch of kick, tire kickers. There was like no intent. It, it honestly felt like it it should have just gone to Wikipedia because that was about the level of engagement that people had with the article. They just wanted to like know the thing. Eh, kind of interested i bet did it get links though i feel like a term like that would like scoop links up and stuff it it did it it, it was like a magnet for links i mean i kind of feel like anything that gets to the top 10 it becomes like the self-fulfilling prophecy where people just like "Ah, i'm talking about passive income what am i gonna link to the first result just grab your link they don't even read the article exactly yeah especially for broad (laughs) terms like that like you know they obviously have their value their place but it's just like it's funny that it did nothing for you when you're trying to to monetize it with affiliate. Yeah, and it kind of felt like a level one search. Like when I was like first using Google, I'll look for like two words. Now it's like, how do I, you know, de fur a, a cat with this? And you know, it's like a whole long thing. Um, so so passive income's obvious, uh, and and. You wrote down like best is yes. obvious. Like, what are some other obvious ones that you just like look the other way on? Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, if I'm an affiliate site, you do reviews of certain brands, right? Like, I brought up Wealthfront Review for personal finance. You compare competitors versus, right? Wealthfront versus Betterment. You have alternatives. So, like, Wealthfront alternatives where you list a bunch of competitors and you put your affiliate links there. So, like, to me, those are, those are the, the really obvious ones. ones. Yeah. Like, they're not a secret anymore. Everyone's talked about these. Like we know these convert, they convert well. And you know, you and your competitors are all going for them. So those are to me, the very obvious SEO opportunities that, yeah, you know, you know what you're doing there. And you're kind of saying like obvious means competition. And you're basically just like a one avoid competition, but also there, there may be a gold in the non-competition Hills. Yeah. And it's, it's also, it's important to remember like, where are you at in your journey, right? If you're like Investopedia, you go after everything, right? Because you have like 
a 90 plus DR, you're Investopedia. You're just, you, you have a team of writers, like you're just cranking it out. So you're just like, harvesting the internet at that point. Exactly. But like you as maybe a smaller competitor, you're just coming up, like you got to find the nooks and crannies where you can make money and people haven't found them out or they're like, uh, 100, 200 searches, searches in, you know, the keyword research tools, not, not enough for me. Forget that. Dude. So how do you find them? Okay. So I have my list of four. We'll talk about like what they are, how you can kind of find them, the results of them, all that, all that fun stuff. So cool. the first one I have is like pain point focused, which is for me, SAS, like that is the number one thing you go for after you cover the, the obvious ones is like, what are the pain points people have before they even know like you're a solution to that pain point? And so I have a good example here that I, that I wanted to bring yeah, yeah. up. Yeah, I want to hear an example. So I had this client beginning of last year. They are, imagine the Zoom for movie companies, for gaming studios, for all these people who like, you know, remote is becoming bigger and bigger. They need to stream, right? So it's not just like face-to-face meetings. They're like streaming tools, right? Like someone's in New York, someone's in LA. We're streaming this video clip that I've edited and you, the director, tells me, stop right there and, you know, I need low latency, right? If I'm trying to use this big, powerful tool. It's like super specific. Like Zoom is the broad tool, but this is like something very special for a narrow set of people. Exactly, which, you know, a lot of SaaS companies, it's like you take the big thing and you niche it down to a smaller audience, right? Yeah, yeah. So this, this is what they had. So like you tell me to stop right there and I need to stop, right? A second goes by, we're at the wrong clip. You say like back it up a little bit. You're just wasting a lot of time like finding the exact point you need me to stop because you need me to make some type of edit or whatever. So low latency has the power to like stream these large, you know, power, like heavy tools over the internet. Uh, but nobody knew they existed. Everyone's searching for like how to stream the tool over Zoom, right? And so wow. like that's, that's what people are searching for because they don't know this tool exists because it's a new player in the space. So, you know, we saw all these derivations, how to use Avid Pro tools over Zoom, how to use Maya, all these different tools that these, their customer base was using to stream over Zoom. And so, you know, you plug them in the keyword research tools, they all show like, zero to 10 or 10 or whatever. But like, that is the exact problem that you're having that we want to, that we can solve, right? With this tool. Right. Like it should seem like a hundred percent of the people searching this should want to use the software, at least try it because it's literally solving the problem. Exactly. It's their pain point before they know the pain point, before they know this specific solution is out there. Uh, And so like in these articles, we would talk about the ways to, to, to do it but like there were these terrible workarounds, like you could buy this converter hardware thing that would make it stream faster. And like, basically they're like terrible workarounds that no one is actually going to do. It sounds expensive. Yeah. Expensive hassle. You gotta be super techie. Uh, and then we introduced their solution as like, or you can do it the easy way. Like here's the hard ways. And then boom, this is the easy way to do it. And so like these things were converting super well for them. We just like multiplied it out. We got to like, I don't know, there were only like 20 or 25 articles we could do around the different tools, but these things ended up being 25% of all the leads that they got from their blog. And we had like hundreds of articles. And all of these like keyword clusters or the ones you went after, were they like zero to 10 or just like really, really small 
uh, volume. Yeah, I mean, think about a term like how to stream Avid Pro tools over Zoom, right? It's that, like a six, insanely specific, yeah. <laughs> super long tail. So, like the keyword tools, they basically at that point don't pick it up unless it's like, you know, something really pop culturey. So, yeah, every, Hrefs was saying zero to ten for all of these, but you know, you've done how this do you enough. sell them on focusing on that? Because I feel like a lot of people will look, and like obviously you hear like, oh, zero volume, like that—that's yeah. where the gold is. But it's really hard to say like, let's invest this amount of money in an article and the team focus time in something that looks like a dud. Yeah. I guess I'm lucky. Like I choose my clients wisely and I'm like, (laughs) people are hiring me because they, they trust me. They think I'm an expert for better or worse. Like I do get pushback on these sometimes and I just have to like bring up case studies like this. Like, look, I know it's like zero to 10, but trust me, like here's an article on your site that's that's bringing in 3,000 visitors. And look, it brings in one lead a month. What if I can bring you like an article that like no one's competing in? It's the exact pain point people have and we get like 5X that, right? Like yeah. off the, the same cost to create an article. Well, if you're like, I can create an article easily with no competition to get you one lead a month. I'm like, all right, do one every single day. Now we have 30 coming in a month. Next month, 60. Like that's, that could be very uh, enticing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like there, there is some people who like push back on it and it's like, I just have to bring these, these things up. But now you're right. Now people are like talking about it more. Like you'll see on Twitter and whatever LinkedIn and like a lot of SEO people talking about like zero search keywords. And it's like, it's nice that people are bringing up and it's not like this nebulous thing anymore. So, okay. So this is like when someone has the problem, like they're literally trying to do the thing. And so you're gunning for what they're looking for when they have the problem. Yes. Um, anything else there? Uh, why don't I just bring up another example, like to try to, to hit this one home for people. I think just examples are going to be good for people. Right. Cause like, whatever, it'll it'll hopefully spark that idea where you go find it. Yeah. For your industry. So, uh, no, not Rent- the industry, just me. Yeah, just for you. Okay, just for Lasso. So rental property management software, right? That's mm. that's the solution. That's when I know I need a tool, right? What are the pain points? Uh, you tell me. What are the pain points? You know this enough because you have rental properties. What are the pain points you have in managing your rental property before you would go like looking for a software that would manage all this stuff for you? When we did this with Listen My Matters, the first thing everyone wanted to know is like, how do I get rent? Like how literally, how does it come from the tenant into yeah. my bank account? Yeah. Uh, that like, what happens when the toilet breaks? Uh, like, how do I go out? You know, how do you handle all these little kind of incidental things? Exactly. Exactly. So like, most of these rental property management tools, they have like the suite of products: collecting rent, tenant needs to submit a ticket, all these kinds of things that you would need as like a landlord in a tool. They've like packaged it up. So like what I would do is I would go write content about all those things, right? Like how to collect rent, you know, show people the kind of hard way, like get your tenant on PayPal, sign up for PayPal, do this, make sure you have it hooked up to like QuickBooks or you're recording it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like this is almost like feature focused then. So we were like problem focused, like I can't. Yes. And then it's like, you know, I need to get the money deposit into my account, collect rent. Exactly. And so, like, would you structure the article similarly where it's kind of like 
the hard way than like our way. Yeah, exactly. It's and you need to do that for two reasons. Like that's what Google wants, right? Like you have to answer the intent of the article. Like someone's looking for that, so I need to answer. I'm going to show them how to do it, and I'm going to try to make it as like you know difficult sounding as possible, so that I can then <laughs> position my tool as like the easy hand, like you know the just easier way to do it. So for you, it's like, think about the, you you hit it on the head. Like, think about the features you guys have, the problems those relate to, and like, what keywords can you kind of mine? And that's like two articles, essentially. It's like the problem ends and the feature end. Like, I want to do or I can't something. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's kind of spitball here for Lasso. Uh, One of the cool features you guys have is like, if I go change a link in my and whatever that product it'll change it everywhere on my site right it's not like i have to go hunting for the 20 links that are on the site so like for you i don't know if there's search volume around it but like things around how to change a bunch of affiliate links on my site something around like that how to update my affiliate links or yeah yeah something like that where it's like this kind of feature that you maybe even you don't really think about you're thinking about like the big thing that lasso sells dig into like a feature and find the keywords around that pain point of that that feature solves we absolutely do not have that article or anything close (laughs) to that and that that should honestly be like a level one thing we should create thank you i'm going to uh, write that down after this and we're just gonna do it (laughs) even if even if it's like not a bunch of volume Find something that's like the closest to it and just just go for it, dude. Because that. But you'd say like basically like if you're going for conversions, kind of like look away from volume. Like just if it even shows up as a phrase in a keyword tool, like there's something there. Yeah, for unless you're like, dude, we're a hundred million ARR company. Like get your little feature, (laughs) one or two customer thing out of here. But like for most people, they'll gladly take that, right? And at some point today or whatever you had mentioned zapier and zapier like oh i mean they're a hundred million aar company i I believe yeah and uh they own all those little tiny nooks and crannies you could just kind of like hit that at scale yeah they so like you know for anyone who isn't familiar with zapier they connect x tool to y tool right and so they have like at this point thousands of pages of basically all the different tools and how they connect so like if you search for how to connect google sheets with Aweber or whatever, uh, MailChimp, right? Like they have a page that shows you how to do that within Zapier. Like amazing strategy. Like I think every SEO tries to like pull one out of their out of their book because it's like the best. But yeah, they did it at massive scale, and that's probably like one of their mm. best performing campaigns ever. I feel like I've been a customer of, and I, I call it Zapier. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but, Zapier, uh, but Zapier. I've, I've been a customer of them for a while, and I often am searching. And then find them as the answer. I'm like, oh, well, that's great because I already pay them. Now I can just use their thing. But like, that's how good they are at matching intent. It's just like, they like capture me over and over. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's a good, it's like retention as well as acquisition, right? Like, you create more zaps, you're less likely to leave. So they're just like hooking you deeper and deeper in the product, which is awesome. So I really like that one. We don't do that. But the next one on your list is my personal favorite. You wrote, talk to people who are in the audience you write for. Tell me, like, what you've done there. Yeah, so that that kind of maps into, like, you know, how did we figure out that people were streaming 
all those tools over Zoom, that example, uh, I talked to the head of marketing at, at this company I was, that was a client, and he talks to their customers all the time. And I asked them, what were people, like, what do people use if your solution, your tool, like, they don't know it exists, what are they doing? And so that's why he's like, oh, people are just trying to stream it on, on Zoom. And I'm like, oh, well, let's go look for keywords there. So, like, talking to your customers, asking them, asking them anything. I mean, just talking to them about like their day to day, you find a bunch of keyword opportunities. You ask them, like I mentioned, what, what were you doing before you found our solution? Uh, a lot of people don't like to talk to their customers. So like reading customer reviews, like, I don't know if you guys are on G2 crowd or G2 now and like Captera. Well, if, if you were like, those are software review sites, people are going to leave reviews. They're going to talk about, you know, how they use lasso and all these things. Like, Online reviews are gold mines for keyword research as well. I think I think it's a brilliant approach because he probably knew that way before he talked to you, but he's like so deep in it. He he needed someone to be like, well, we have to write the answer to that. It, it's almost like a problem with his product that people are looking to do it on Zoom and not, you know, through him. And you know, it's like he can't see the forest for the trees or he knows the topic too well. So he's an outsider. And I like that's, you know, the whole thing of taking your customers ideas. They, they know, right. They found you. Yeah. Or, or you hear that and you're just like immediately, you know, thinking about, uh, oh, that's, it's too long tail. It's like, you know, you're looking for, again, we'll use passive income, right? Like you're just looking for those like really obvious, like big, keywords you can go after with a ton of volume like you're just not thinking like this this person literally just told me <laughs> what they're doing before they find our tool like let's go, let's go write about that because i'm sure they search for it and they don't find the answer they're looking for so with uh listen money matters the the third email in our autoresponder series it's titled what are you struggling with yeah and it's like a one sentence thing basically like yeah just tell me what you're struggling with. We want to talk about it hmm. or give you the answer. And like so many people answer it and we've kind of like just collected it at scale. And like, that's how we built the show. It's like, I had ideas of things I want to build, but the people listening, they, they know what they want to hear. And sometimes it's like, you have to be beat over the head with it until like, Oh, that's what I need to do. Well, so I'm curious, what were the, what were like the top things people would write in for you guys? So like when, when we were doing rental property stuff, you know, I was like really interested in like the property model and like vacancy rates and, and, but they wanted to know things like how do you collect the rent? You know, like what do you do if you don't live near the rental property? Would you buy a rental property that's not near where you live? Like mm -hmm. questions that I feel like I had to answer myself, but answered. And once I answered it, it just like wasn't in my head anymore. So I had moved on. But these are like foundational things that people want to know. Right. So you like, you covered it, you know, you like in passing on an episode and you're like, oh, I've covered it. But like people want Not even titled for it or. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And the thing is like, there's so much meat in a lot of these things where it's like, you know, to your example of collecting uh, rent, there's like, I don't know, a few tools out there. You could get them to mail you checks. You know, and you can just lay out all the things. Like, there's enough to create a whole piece of content on that. Yeah, for sure. And, man, there's 
like nothing, nothing replaces this one. This one honestly, honestly should have been number one. Like <clears throat> talking to people who are in your audience is, is the best. Like I run, I run two sites that are in like sports niches. Okay. And one sport I know a lot about, I grew up playing it. The other sport I've, you know, I played for like a year and then I kind of stopped. And so like I have friends who love that sport and I'm hitting them up all the time. Like, Hey, what did you, what did you search for in like the last month? Or what, what have you been thinking about? And they'll just send me a list of like 10 things. And it's like, sweet. I never would have known to think like, (laughs) I don't know the terms. I don't know all the like little nuance of this, but boom, I just got like 10 ideas for articles. Yeah, and, and there's like no like tool that I know of that can like surface these kind of like insider questions and stuff. You kind of just have to like be in a click or uh, get your people to just tell you. Right. So, okay. So we talked about talking to people, um, you know, attacking the problem both ends. Uh, what else? All right, so this was one, this is good timing. I just did this for a client. So third one is using Google Search Console data to find keywords where you had poor intent or maybe you like thought you were going after one keyword, but looks like Google is showing you for this other keyword and you can put that in your article as well. So like this is how I did it for this client. We exported data from the last three months, okay, I go to the from, queries from Search Console. From Search Console, and I'll show you like queries, pages, some other stuff. Queries is is the one I go into. I sort the list by impressions, so most impressions at the top, going down, and then I'm. You can sort by like average position, right? It's like clicks, which is way off now, so don't trust those numbers. But clicks, impressions, uh, click through rate, and average position for that keyword. So after I do it by impressions, I'm filtering by average position being 15 or higher. And the reason I do that is I'm looking for keywords where we have like poor intent, right? Sometimes maybe Google showed you for that keyword for a while, realize your poor intent, bounce you off for that keyword. You move to page two, three, four, whatever, whatever it is. But like they like the article. So they're giving you something, but you're like, you're not, you know, top 10 material. Yeah. Or they like... They th- they thought you were relevant for this keyword and you're not. Like, <laughs> I forget, it was like a backlinko example or something. It was like, you know, he runs an SEO site and he wrote an article about like how to get high rankings. <laughs> and Google started showing him for things like how to get high, which is clearly not relevant for him. <laughs> but like, you know, sometimes they just get it wrong for a little bit. And so like, that one's obviously a bad example. Like he wouldn't want to go after how to get high, but sometimes you'll find good examples where you're like, oh, this is actually something I'm not targeting at all, but like the intent is completely different. I need a new article for this this keyword. It needs its own dedicated article. And so how do you know when it needs to be a new article versus like a, a shifting of position or or just like adding, you know? Uh, this one is kind of one of those... You got to just use your brain and figure it out. Uh, That's such a bad answer. I guess it's because like, you know, you've been doing it long enough where you're like, you know, Um, I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't have a better answer than that. Like you got to just know, like, is this basically the same thing? And it's just like, uh, one example I have is 
back in the Snack Nation days, we created this article for fun office activities or something like that, right? And doing this exercise, we were ranking for something else. It wasn't fun off. It was like cool office activities or like fun office. Oh, it was fun office games. That's what it was. It was games. And so we had games inside of the list, but we were calling them all like, you know, we just put them under activities because that was the head keyword we were going after. So that one, games, activities, basically the same thing, right? I don't need to create like a separate article for that, right? Just using logic. And so literally all we did was go change the H1, change the SEO title, change activities to games within it, within the article. And that was it. And now we were ranking really well for that term too. So it's like, you kind of just have to use your best judgment. You know, uh, it was like right before, like a week before Thanksgiving, uh, Thomas, Thomas Frank texted uh, Matt and I, and he was like, um, I have this 6,000 word guide, uh, and he wants to know like what to do with it. And, and Thomas created his stuff back when, you know, I did as well, like a hundred million years ago, when like the prevailing wisdom was like a 10,000, 50,000 word guide is like where you need to be. I'm so glad that's dead, by the way. Like, you're right. Everyone used to do five to 10,000 word articles because that was how you won. And it's like, I'm so glad. No one wants not. that. Yeah. No one you know, and, and we were talking about it and uh, like have been lucky that um, with Lasso get to see these huge sites, talk to the owners, how they work. And I, I was kind of explaining to him the, the way that like some of the biggest sites on Lasso rank is they kind of like chunk it out where they may have an article and it's just 800 words. And that's maybe the average length. They're definitely not going that long, but like their H2 sections could be consumed like by itself and is valuable in and of itself. And so kind of, I guess when it comes to like tacking things on, I pro like, I'd be like, is it 200 words you're tacking on? Cause then, then add it in. Mm. But if it's like 500 words, like that's a separate thing. Yeah. Um, obviously like you have to kind of like piece the intent together. Um, what you can also do, uh, you just remind me of something else. So like, for that example I used earlier, fun office activities, fun office games, search for both of them and see if Google's giving basically the same results for both. If it is, you know that's basically the same thing, right? If I, right, right. If, if one is showing completely different results from the other, I probably need a new article. If it's showing basically the same, like there's some overlap, like these three articles are on this one, these three are on that one, I'm just gonna chunk them together. Right, like assume that um, even if you were different and ideally you're different to rank, Google still has like kind of a narrow like definition of what they want or what they think services that intent. Exactly. Or, or so I think. All right. Um, so Google search console, and then you have one more. Yeah. So this one, I, well, we purposely moved it to the last one because it, you could see it as like obvious, you know, anyone who uses Ahrefs probably knows about this, but I think it's worth putting in here as well, just and how we use it. So the content gap tool. So this is where you plug in, your URL and then a competitor's URL and Google will basically show you what do they rank or Ahrefs will show you what is your competitor ranking on page one, these keywords that you are not ranking for. And so the way I use it is I find sites that are lower DR than me because then I can assume they're not, you know, building a bunch of links and stuff and that I, you know, these are going to be hard terms or anything. I throw them in to compare my site with and see where they're ranking one to five. And to me, that's like, okay, here's some potentially easy wins. 
Dude, I love that. And and while you were explaining, it kind of like popped into my head because I've been like really like single article focus lately that if you have something that's doing well, uh, maybe you put in the exact slug of that link and then like a competitor's and see if you could pick up just like the the specific like subtopics or like the small terms that you could add in to really like make yours complete. I wonder if that would work. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good idea. I like that. Uh, future episode idea. I think like y- you mentioned like all these lasso customers you get to work with and talk to and like all the cool things they're doing. We should do a like, what are all the biggest customers on lasso? Like what are, what are the things you see them doing? I would love to do that. Yeah. You know, I think it would be cool as if uh, somebody, everyone's very cagey about their domains they don't want to share. I don't care. So, you know, we'll share it. But uh, maybe we could even get someone to like tell us what they know, like teach us like we're five, how to approach this one thing or, or give me, you know, the info and then I'll, I'll you know, not tell a domain. Right. Um, yes. I'm not going to expose anyone's domain, but. No, no, no. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. So, you know, obvious is good, but then there's like a lot of competition and the intent is pretty mall. Um, but if you go after non-obvious stuff, not a lot of competition. Um, the intent is usually nailed. So uh, you actually get what you want, which is conversions. Um, and we talked about focusing on the pain from kind of like the back end or focusing on the pain from like the front end, like the feature. We talked about um, talking to people and getting them to literally tell you because they probably, they're not like deep in the forest. Yeah. And if, um, if you're afraid to talk to people, which most people like who work on the internet are, go, go read customer reviews, go on Amazon, go wh- wherever, wherever you need to like find your customer, where they hang out, where they write reviews, how they talk, go, go find those places. Even if you're going after an obvious thing, like you said, like Betterment review or whatever, go look at customer reviews and you can add non-obvious things to your obvious article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exporting Google Search Console data, we are kind of like hanging right off like the first page or right off the second page. Um, filter by impressions. And then the Ahrefs Gap tool, just like finding um, all the keywords that your, your site or piece of content is missing. Yes. Um, One thing I want to add to the, the Google Search Console thing that I forgot to mention, this, this works better when the site has a library of content. Like if you have 30 articles, not going to be very helpful, right? Because you just don't rank for a lot of terms yet. But it's like, like too much return. Exactly. Like too many just, keyword ideas or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, you have hundreds, a couple hundred articles. Then I would say that that strategy works a lot better. Quick caveat. All right. So enough where there may be a more narrow gap and it's not like your gap is their entire site type thing. Yeah, no, for, for Search Console, for, for exporting Search oh, Console right, right. data. Oh, right, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, probably for the Ahrefs one too. Because they're probably, yeah, they're going to, if they have like 600 pages and you have 20, like, they're going to, I like mean. It's too much. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like not even actionable at that point. It's like, I just want to give up because I <laughs> have like five years of work. Exactly. Um, all right, well, if you missed anything in this conversation, we'll have it in the description below. If you're listening on the podcast, just tap on our cover image and all the details will be there. Um, the full show notes and everything is at seekingprofitshow.com. 
Uh, if you are trying to build something that matters and appreciate things like this, hit the like button. Um, it helps the algorithms, uh, and we appreciate the encouragement. And finally, all the things we discuss, all the things that we love, you can find them at seekingprofitshow.com slash toolbox. Emil, I will see you next time. See ya, dude. Later, man. Bye. We're seeking profit. We're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking profit.